Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Profit Roadmap. I am Cody Owen. Very Duplicy will be in the recording that you're about to hear. Just wanted to give you a quick apology for the episode being slow to get out. We just had our big conference. But also, I had a hard drive fail, and I was still able to get all my data off the hard drive. But then I had a collection of folders too big for me to copy onto my actual hard drive once I uploaded them to the cloud. So I had to get a new hard drive and then download everything onto it. And it was uh, kind of a big to-do that tied me up for a little bit and made the episode late. So just to make things clear, we are on a bi-weekly schedule now for the podcast. Bear's going into the time of year where he is the most busy on the phones. So it just is going to work better for him if I'm not pounding down his door every week going, hey, I need you to record. So we're going to be moving to a biweekly schedule. We've been kind of loosely following that so far. But yeah, we recorded a bunch of stuff at SA5 that we're excited for you guys to hear. We've got episodes with Jonathan coming up, episodes with our HR rep. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff coming down the pipe. Chris Volpe's back for a few episodes. So lots of cool stuff coming out, and I'm excited for you to hear it. So I'm going to go ahead and stop talking and, and play the thing. So the next one is how to identify a problem client from day one and how to go about it. So that has to be the most excruciating thing to tackle as a business owner. So Jonathan, the first thing we're going to address is the very, I guess the, the big elephant in the room is like, how, what are some key points to identifying a problem client from the first moment that you speak with, the, uh, with he or she, either on the phone or in person, depending on your business model? Okay. So I'm going to assume we're talking about me identifying the issue versus because this is a whole different conversation when you're talking about how do you now help the team identify this issue so we'll just make it simple and we'll start with me right so i'm working with a new client i actually the first thing that comes to mind for me is it, there's probably a gut feeling mm-hmm. uh, like so many things in life the older i get the more i realize when i have a gut feeling about something that's not positive there's probably something to it there's a little bit of that going on, especially as you mature in business and you've been doing the business for a while. You just start to learn, oh, this is going to be a mess. And you just you should pay close attention to that. Mm-hmm. Some things that are maybe a little bit more tactical would be you have a client that's just immediately complaining. And then you have to be honest with yourself about, let's say they're complaining about the service or they're complaining about the company. It's really hard for us to discount or it's very easy for us to maybe discount is what I was trying to say. And so we have to have enough. This person doesn't know what they're talking about. They want more than they're paying for. Yeah. They don't understand how to run this business. You know, all these things like these, these immediate gut reactions that a person might have where you become defensive. Yeah. I was going to say defensive. Right. And so you have to develop enough self-awareness, which is difficult to say, is this a legitimate issue they're complaining about? Or is this a difficult client? So that, that's why this is like an onion here with all these layers. So, so you, ha- you have to get to a place where you're really like relaxing, calming down, not having an immediate anger reaction to it and say, okay, is this legit? Is there truth in this? Did the team drop the ball? Could we be better? Should we be better in this area? And if so, that's not a problem, necessarily a problem client. But then there are those clients that just complain. Like they just want to make their problem your problem. If they have a bad day, they project it on everyone around them. And a lot of that stuff, you'll, that's, you know, tactically, if you 
receive criticism constantly from them and you are self-aware to say enough to say, okay, this really is truly not us. That's one sign. Another sign might be that this client is asking for services you don't even provide, or they're trying to, they want you to, so here's something that happens. When you do a good job, you take really good care of the client. The service that you provide is good. The customer service is good. The quality you provide is good. The client naturally wants you to solve all of their problems because it's hard to find a great service provider. So now they want you to add this service or do this service or whatever the case might be. And then when you don't offer those things, that can make them unhappy. So we've had at our company, plenty of people simply, and I'm referring to the lawn care business, plenty of people be simply unhappy because we won't take care of a family member's property outside of our service area, or they want us to add some service we don't provide. And that's in their mind, dumb. How could you not add this? You'd make money. It's a good serve. Like, why can't you, like people will get upset. <laughs> could about you just invent stuff. a whole new revenue stream real <laughs> yeah. quick? I'm trying to help you grow your business. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm, an, I'm an expert, you know? So yeah, you there have been so many experiences like that. And I think the big thing to remember is if you're doing a really good job, then people want you to solve all of their problems. Mm -hmm. And when you don't solve all of their problems, the reaction to that is generally one of being dissatisfied with you. So a client that is not understanding in that area and they get upset about things like that, when you say, I'm sorry, we don't offer landscaping, or I'm sorry, we don't offer lighting, or I'm sorry, we don't do aeration, but here's a great company to work with. And that makes them unhappy. That's a red flag. And so there's a whole lot of additional ones. Let's talk through it. But those are a couple of things that immediately come to mind. So it's once once you've kind of identified the I mean the problem client. So with some of these with some of these telltale signs, let's go let's let's tackle the one where the the complaining and you've you've already deciphered that this isn't really your problem. This isn't really the 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 business's issue. It's it's completely just one of those people that's just they're just they're finding reasons to give you a call and to complain and be negative and everything. How can you? counsel or educate that client to, to to maybe make that one last ditch recovery effort before you just cut them loose yeah and and some some can be counseled and reasoned with and some cannot and i i think it is important that you make an attempt to uh, try to make it right try to take care of them i think that's really important i mean that's good customer service i also think you're setting an example so i'm about to answer your question but i also think you're setting an example here for the team so if every time you have a somewhat hot-headed client or you have someone that is this a problem client if your immediate reaction is to immediately fire them to get angry and be done with them i'm not dealing with any of these clients you're setting a really dangerous precedent for the team because the team's going to follow your example and so what you might find the repercussion to be in the long term is the team basically gets rid of any client that's going to inconvenience <laughs> them or cause them any trouble. So there, there's you need to be careful. So any client that requires work. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think the reaction or the appropriate reaction here is to absolutely try to take care of that client, try to reason with them. And some some clients, that means an, you can explain it like you can just simply talk through it and, and you know, a company that says, well, we're only going to spend X number of minutes on the phone or with the mm -hmm. client because we got to get to the next one. That too can be a dangerous precedent because sometimes talking through something with the client just literally takes time. It could take you 20 minutes on the phone, but that 20 minute investment could change that relationship where they're a great client for years to come. So I think there's a big watch out here. And did I not fully answer your question? I feel like I didn't no, answer the heart of the question. I, okay. I, I, that was kind of what I was getting at was like, I, I think it really is important. You know, like the danger here that I, I want to emphasize is that 
yes, there, there are problem clients that exist and you can identify some of those first things that you first said. And you're like, oh, well, Jonathan said these are things to watch yeah. out for and then immediately cut them off. That's not what I'm saying. And I know that's not what you're saying. I, you know, I, I think you and I are like-minded that we want to attempt to do the very best job possible to serve the client in all capacities. Again, there's, there just comes a point where you just got to cut bait. Yeah. Like it just happens, you know, the, and that's, that's the point, the important tipping point. My, the reason I was asking the question, I think you answered it perfectly, was the fact that I don't want people to give up on clients too soon because if you keep cutting bait, keep cutting bait, keep cutting bait, you're never going to catch a fish. Yeah. Uh, maybe I could add something else to that. I think this is just general good advice. It's something I feel like I continue to learn. And that is the majority of us, of people, want to know the why. And so I'll give you more of an example of, let's say, imagine if you've ever had the experience of working at a company. And if you had someone you worked with, and basically all they do is bark orders and say, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I need you to call this client and do this. I need you know, just imagine you're given all these commands, these tasks. And to you, when you, when you, uh, maybe carry out some of these tasks, say just like you're in your mind, this is, like, this is a waste. Why are we doing this? This is dumb. This doesn't make any sense. There, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully you've had maybe an experience like that so you can relate where if if the person doesn't say this is why i need you to do this thing and that's not a requirement by the way like every time you ask somebody on their team hey can you please do this you don't have to tell them the why but i think there's value in remembering that we all were busy like if you put something on my plate i put something on your plate you guys are busy you got a lot going on and if that thing that i ask you to do like makes no sense because you have no context or in your mind like this is crazy why are we losing focus to go do this thing or why are we changing the plan it seems really low value to yeah, do xyz right you're just i'm complicating your life like why why that's what you're asking yourself why this and so you feel this sense of frustration in carrying out that thing Whereas in some cases, if I came to you and said, hey, Bear or Cody, could you please do this thing? And I tell you why. And, and then when you hear the why, it's like, oh, okay, I get why we're changing a plan. I didn't know you were dealing with this very unhappy client right now. Or I didn't know we had this business opportunity or I didn't know, you know this other piece of data. Mm -hmm. Suddenly it changes your whole feeling about doing that thing. And suddenly you might even agree like, wow, we need to, we need to get this thing done right away. Or you might even say, wow, okay, I agree. In fact, I'm going to put more effort in this thing than I was originally. I would have had you never told me the why. I think this remembering that we need to tell our team the why humans want to know why that's, that's the statement yeah. to remember. And you don't, it, it doesn't mean you have to do this every time. Like sometimes that's just too slow. <laughs> However, yeah. The client wants that same thing. So in some cases, it's simply a matter of remembering that every day we wake up and we live inside our businesses and we know how that machine operates. We know the challenges. You know, mowing is one of my favorite examples. Most people think you can, anybody can mow a lawn. Eh, not really. There's a big difference between somebody that's great at mowing a lawn and just, you know, Bob. And just me. In, yeah, that, you know, <laughs> I do that, an the homeowner job. that mows his lawn. Like there's a big difference. And so, your client might project onto your business this just absolute simplicity. And it's actually a very complex machine. And unless you explain the why in some cases, you'll never potentially gain an understanding and therefore you'll never have a chance to convert them into an understanding great client. So I'd encourage those that maybe feel this client's complaining or bitching about this or they're frustrated about that and like they're impossible to deal with. Could you solve the problem with a little bit of a why, a little bit of a phone conversation and potentially win them over? And if after that, like if you can't explain to them why we can't be in aeration or we can't serve your father-in-law 10 miles out of our area 
or why we only serve commercial properties and we can't do residential or whatever it is, and you tell them the backstory and the why, and you do that a couple of times and you still can't win them over, that's probably not a great client. But before you just write them off, I would say, see if you can explain to them the logic and see if they might be a little bit more understanding when they understand, when they, you know, understand what's going on behind the scenes or how mm. you think or why you do things the way you do them. So once we've hit the point where we're like, okay, we've tried to reason with this client, we've tried to like meet their expectations and we're still running into this wall and we've become convinced like, okay, this client has to go. What does that look like? There is no super easy way to do that. <laughs> um, my advice would be a dear John letter. <laughs> yeah. Be as honest as you can. Like, so if you want to fire someone, and you just make up some dumb thing that's not even believable, that's just gonna, not going to go well. It's going to end up in you know a bad review on the web, but it's, it's just not going to go well. Now, on the same time, on the, at the same time, I don't know that it necessarily means 100%, like, I don't know how to put it. I want to say honesty, but that, that doesn't sound quite right. Like, you don't have to like tear the person down and beat them down as you kick them out the door and say, I'm done with you. You're, you know, and, and there's some middle ground there. Well, one of the examples you gave is like, hey, we don't aerate. Right? Yeah. And, you know, this is the time, you know, that's just one of the ma many things that they've brought up. Couldn't you just latch on to that point and say, listen, you know, I just wanted to give you a call. We really appreciate your business over the months, weeks, years, days, seconds. <laughs> And uh, it's really meant a loss to us. We, we, we know that we've had our difficulties. We haven't been able to do everything that you've requested of us, specifically aeration. Uh, you know, I know this was a really hot button issue for you and you really wanted us to address it. And we just don't have the capacity for it at this time. Uh, I have taken the liberty of putting together a couple of companies that can provide this service for you as well as do other services them. So I've already, I've already given them your, their contact information. They're going to send you a free quote, but we're going to go ahead and see services by the end of this week after this last after this last visit or whatever. Does yes. that sound? Yes. I mean, something in the neighborhood yeah, honesty was, without being like, "Hey, you're terrible. Get the heck away from yeah, me." Yeah, yeah. And I was going to give an example. I really hate your hair. <laughs> Wait, that's hey, the honest. I cut that's it. The, that's yeah, the you don't get to approach. make fun of that's it the anymore. Honest approach. Yeah, I can't. You're right. I can't make fun of it anymore. And you know, and a lot of times the letting go of a client has to do with there's been multiple calls or emails to your company expressing dissatisfaction so you can you can point back to that and say you know we're disappointed that we haven't been able to serve you to your expectation and you haven't been happy with the service you know and we had talked to you on these dates and for this reason and it's very much what you said for this reason we just don't feel like we can serve you as we want to and so and then you carry on we've arranged a couple companies you know another way to handle it might be instead of saying we're done we won't be back out and you didn't quite say that you know you said we'll take care maybe you said it'll take the, care the next the after the next there service. may be some compromise there where hey um we want you to be happy and we just haven't been able to accomplish that so here's what we'd like to do here's some names exactly what you said or here's how you could go find some company in case you companies in case you want to find them on your own and uh, we'll take care of the property for the next three weeks. And if you find someone sooner, just let us know and uh, we'll stop coming. But we'll give you some amount of time to, to, to make this somebody. transition. But yeah, at the yeah, end of the day, we just want you to be pleased. And we're sorry that we haven't been able to accomplish it. And that. I'm a hard ass. I give him one week. Jonathan's giving, <laughs> Jonathan's giving him a month. I'm just okay. expressing. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just expressing like what you said is almost exactly what sure. I was thinking. And so I'm just expressing there's several alternatives in how right. you can do this. But at the end of the day, it's a it's the message is communicated in a very calm manner. So if you finally, if this is the third time they've been unhappy, that's pr and you're on the phone with them now, it may not be the time to let them go. 
It may be that you need to calm down a bit, maybe let them calm down a bit. And then there's a fourth call or another call that happens later where you call and then you make that transition uh, where you transition them to a, another company to work with. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I'll put a closing right here. Done. <laughs>